extent to capture of said snake. We need to determine if it is a poisonous species or not. Through glassy eyes, Eva scanned her immediate area. She could no longer focus on the terrain around her, let alone find a snake disguised as the forest floor. Her eyes rolled up into her head. Her breathing slowed. She let the Omnipod slip from her fingers. Eva fell back like a slain giant collapsing in a miniature forest of moss. She looked up at the fading light of the cobalt blue sky. Her omnipod lay alongside her as it repeated, Please begin identicapture. All Eva could whisper was, Dead. I'm totally dead. A voice from the heavens echoed through the landscape. It was a kind and graceful voice like the sort she'd heard coming from a beautiful woman in an old movie. Eva, Eva dear, please get up, the voice said. Just like in an old moving picture, Eva could also hear the slightest bit of static hidden in the dulcet intonation. The pine trees seemed to whisper the girl's name as the cool of the evening blew in. Somewhere in the distance, a whippoorwill beckoned the night, Eva cracked open her pale green eyes into little slits. Eva Nine, urged the voice, get up. The girl rolled onto her side. Lying on the forest floor, she examined the tuft of moss in her hand. She saw that the delicate network of stalks really did make it look like a shrunken tree, albeit a washed-out lifeless one. How does such an insignificant plant survive in a big world? she wondered. What is its purpose? What is my purpose? Eva, please. I'm dead, Eva announced to the sky. Or couldn't you tell? I'm gone, deceased, no more, dead. She turned her attention back to the little moss tree and pouted. It's not like you have to worry about that, she muttered. The clump of moss in her hands vanished dissipating into a cloud of light motes. Eva curled up into a ball, shutting her eyes as the world around her also evaporated into nothingness. Emptiness. The voice was right next to her now. Eva, what happened? Leave me alone, the ball replied. You were not paying attention, the voice said with a sigh. You had a 98% chance of discovering the snake had you done a simple life scan sweep. It was right there, in plain view. Still curled in a ball, Eva said nothing. Of course, I have to mark you as a failure on this particular survival skill test. We shall try it again tomorrow. All right, said the voice. A warm hand brushed Eva's half-braided, dirty blonde hair. At last, Eva stood up. Two dark orbs, emitting an amber glow from deep within, reflected Eva's own face in a distorted fashion, like a fish in a fishbowl. Large, automated eyelids clicked open and closed in a lifelike manner. Several other eyes, small and unblinking, studied the girl, recording endless data and sending it to a computerized brain. A brain that was contained in two metallic canisters mounted on the back of a head. 
the front of which displayed a mechanized silicone rubber face. What is going on with you, Eva? The automated lips mimed. This test should have been effortless for you to pass. Is everything all right? One of the robot's telescoping arms extended from a carousel of several additional arms folded up around the cylindrical torso. Four wiry fingers, also tipped in silicone rubber, rubbed Eva's shoulders in a reassuring fashion. How is your concentration? the robot asked. I noted that you did not rest a full ten hours last night, which indicates that you may not have achieved enough REM sleep. That can have quite an effect on your performance. Not now, mother, Eva shrugged the robot off. I need to be alone. She crossed the wide, squarish white room.